Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to Madam Perry's Salon, the podcast where fascinating people meet. I am your hostess, your groove mistress, and spiritual advisor, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jen, Jennifer, JP, Perry. I'm just happy to have you here. You don't have to call me Madam. I'm just happy to have you here and be here too. And for anyone that's new, because we have a new guest, uh, then you bring in a new audience, more people. So just let you know. One of my first guests, in fact, this was back when I had a blog, I think, but one of my first guests after the show went and announced to people, I've been to Madam Perry's salon. It looks like the inside of Jeannie's bottle. So that is why we ask guests if they're comfortable to get a big cushion to sit on and so forth, because we are a cultural salon in cyberspace. Floating in a genie bottle. And we've had so much fun. And thanks to everyone who's followed. If you're listening live tonight, which is November 8th, 2021. If you're listening live tonight, then um, and you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, you can. There's a little um, rectangular box up there. It's hot pink. Being in the South, I call it azalea colored, with the white letters that says follow. If you want to, you can click that and follow, or whatever podcast platform or app you listen on uh, to your podcast. And thank you for all the nice. Uh, reviews. I, I really do appreciate that and the follows and sharing this with people. Thank you because that makes it um, even more fun for my guest and me. So that's what and now lately uh, we've had some rollicking times here over the years and I can say this, never had a guest that I wouldn't want back. However the last week, we'll see a couple of weeks. One day we had uh, two weeks ago we had uh, Brianne Davis She's a filmmaker, producer, author, actor, and her new book is called The Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. And this lady lived it, and she's telling the story, but she's changed a lot of things like names because she doesn't want to get sued. And even on my small bit of showbiz, I've signed enough NDAs to be nervous, so got to be careful what you say and whose name you use. But anyway... Read her book. It, it's just magnificent. She also has a podcast called Secret Life where people who are going through uh, rehab for different things come call in and talk to her. And then we had last week Adelia Decker. And she was half of the uh, host team on a podcast called Wolf. It's called We're Our Only Fans because they've both been on OnlyFans and different things. And now she has a fresh podcast called That's Offensive. But Adelia was just so much fun. And my client, Jennifer Irwin, co-hosted both of those shows. Um, Most of you know I'm an entertainment publicist. uh, But right now I've got one client that's not entertainment. It's more of the uh, aerospace industry, technical. But Jennifer uh, Jennifer Irwin is uh, a client that I represented her uh, four years ago with her first book, Address the Color of the Sky. Now she's got a fabulous new book called Address the Color of the Moon. And 
It is magnificent. So check that out. But anyway, Jennifer co-hosted with me because her book has to do with women going to uh, rehab for sex addiction. And because both of the shows were about sex addiction, rehab, sex workers or whatever, it just kind of it just kind of felt like it fell into place. But anyway, and let's see. Oh, and next week I've got Doug and Ann Brimner. Now, Doug's been on a few times. He's a psychologist at, a, at a, uh, Emory University here in Atlanta, Georgia. He's written several books like Before You Take That Pill, and uh, he's had a movie called, I think it's called um, Inheritance, Italian Style. And his sister is going to be with him because they co-wrote a book together called Justice um, in the Time of Public Opinion. His sister is Ann Brimner, who you probably know as a legal analyst on CNN, MSNBC, and several other shows. So that's going to be fun. Also, Joe Lansdale. And the only thing i got to admit, when somebody suggested him to me, the only thing I knew if he had written was the film uh, Bubba Hotep. That's got Bruce Campbell and Morgan Freeman and as a wacky, wild, crazy movie. But anyway, that's coming up. Now you know what's been happening. You know what's coming up. But tonight, my Hepcats and Hepkittens, you're going to love this. I've got a guest who I don't know how she has the time to do it, but I need to learn a lot from her. Uh, She's an author. She co-hosts a radio show on L.A. Talk Radio. Um, In fact, I'm just going to go ahead. She's a screenwriter. I'm going to let her just come on in and tell us all about it. Uh, She's got a book called A Letter to God, but she's already got a second book to a literary agent and a follow-up to this coming soon. But let me please introduce for her first time and Hopefully not her last time. Hopefully she'll come back to the genie bottle, China Meyer. China, welcome to Madam Perry. Hi, um, thank you for having me, Jennifer. Hi, and I pronounced your last name correctly. Myers, M E Y E R S. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Myers. All right. Just gotta be sure. And I am so happy to have you here. Are you comfortable? Have you got a nice cushy pillow to sit on here in the genie bottle? I do. I am sitting on my couch. This is great. I, you know, no. I, it couldn't be any better. <laughs> All right. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, I am delighted to have you here after a talk to um, uh, your manager, Jennifer DeVoe, whom you co-host uh, um, with Jenny's Real Talk on the Block on L.A. Talk Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. We do oh. um, a lot of uh, entertainers and stuff. It's great. Yeah, I started listening to it last week, and I was trying to find, you know, I'm, I'm always searching out things for, for my clients to be on, and I always listen because, you know, it may not be the right show, uh, but it still might be fun, so I always listen, and I was listening to you guys, and it was like, I felt like I was hanging out with friends, like I was at my desk doing work, but I had my friends out in the next room talking. It was so <laughs> much fun. You guys have such a great energy and are so hilarious. But you have a lot of good yeah. information too. So how long have you been doing yeah. that? Um almost a year. Yeah. And let me tell you something. It it doesn't seem like a job. It's like you said, it is so much fun. Like we get to laugh and, and we just have a really good time and um we get a lot of great guests. Um some are famous, some are famous which is cool too, you know, and, um, you know, it is just a, a really, really great time. Lots of fun. And how did you, how did you two meet? Um, we actually met on LinkedIn and, um, one day, um, I seen her profile and I thought, you know what, 
let me give this girl a message and see if she's looking for a co-host. I am the type of person, and I'm here to tell you and your guest, I go after what I want. I don't sit by and go, huh, I wonder if she needs me to be her co-host. No. (laughs) I messaged her, (laughs) and I went for it. And I almost fell over when she said, sure. (laughs) I I had no idea she would say yes, but... You know, that's the type of person I am. I've learned in my life that you go after what you want. You have to. Otherwise, you don't get what you want. And that, that's just plain and simple. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yes. she um, hired me, and um, I looked at it this way. It's like talking to a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way I looked at it. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking to a friend, you don't try to pretend you're somebody else. You're just yourself. And you talk casually to a friend. And that's how I, I never did a radio show before, but that's how I approached it. And it, it seems okay, you know? Oh, it's great. It's great. Like I said, it was like this. There's uh, a couple of shows I listen to because they make me feel like I'm not alone when I'm working alone. I feel like I've got, I'm hanging out at a friend's house. A friend right, is very entertaining right. well, and fun. And uh, we'll keep my. <laughs> And keeps my energy upbeat. Oh, I appreciate yeah. it. And, uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. If you don't ask, you don't get. You know, I was taught if the, growing up, it was like the only way to make sure I did not get something was to let somebody know I wanted it. Never would get it. But I've, exactly. I've learned. You know, I'm a late bloomer. I've learned. Things are changing. Mm-hmm. But I listened to it. I just had to while I was listening. Go ahead. And, and same thing on LinkedIn. Checked her. Um, connected with, with Jennifer DeVoe. And... Yeah, and I hope you feel the same way. I want all my guests to feel comfortable like they're talking to a friend, so I hope you feel the same way here as well. I do. And, I do. I, I feel very relaxed. Oh, good, good, good. And also, um, let's see, I want to let people know, too, if you are listening live tonight, um, in a few minutes, I think we're going to open up the phones in about 10 or 15 minutes, so if anyone wants to uh talk to China Myers, have any questions to her about her book, because we're going to start talking about her book, A Letter to God, first, and other things. And then uh, you can certainly call in. The number is 646-716-9922. It's a toll-free call on the continental U.S. Blog Talk Radio assures me. And if you're in a place where... you know, China, we all know about this. If you're at a place where you're at a job where you can't make a phone call, you know, you can always text me on Facebook, either through Madam Perry Salon or Jennifer Maudette Perry, whatever your question or comment is for a guest, and I am happy to share it. And so let's get talking about your book, A Letter to God. And I understand it's based on your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote the book. Because I thought, you know what, there's probably a lot of people struggling with different things out there. I mean, I know my life wasn't easy. Some people's lives aren't easy. Some people's lives are good. But um, it, it was rough there for a little while. But guess what? I don't mean to sound like a holy roller. I have to say, God helped me through it. He really did. And mm-hmm. when when people don't believe in prayers, I'm here to tell you, they work. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally, there, there were times that I, if you read the book, 
You'll see mm-hmm. I prayed a lot. But there were times where I prayed and seconds later my prayers were answered. And, and I'm not lying. I'm not exaggerating. I am telling the honest-to-goodness truth. Seconds later, my prayers were answered. And, and that's even till this day, um, really. And I tell people all the time, pray for what you want. You mm-hmm. will receive what you want. Now, it's not always what you want. It's mostly what you need, okay? Because mm-hmm. I'd like to win a million dollars, and I haven't got mm-hmm. that yet. <laughs> you know, but, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah what you need because what you want let's let's clarify this what you want might not be what you need you understand what i'm saying you feel me mhm mhm mm-hmm. i i do so so you know pray because if it's what you need i know in my heart i'm living proof that you'll get it you know and i had faith my whole life I I used to go to church, and when I went to church, my mother took me, or my aunt was a big churchgoer, but she was Baptist. My mom was Catholic, and my mom didn't go that often, but my aunt went every Sunday, sometimes three, four times a week she went. And this sounds crazy, but um, sometimes if we were misbehaving, my sisters and I, my mother would send us with our aunt to church, and that was (laughs) like torture because... Baptist Church, I don't know if you know, <laughs> that's like an all-day affair. You know? <laughs> We're sitting there going, dear God, please help. Well, he didn't you answer the right there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing because my, uh, I grew up uh, Methodist. And even though oh, Methodist, okay. I don't know if you know this, but the Methodist uh they got their name. It was a joke. Everybody kept because they had these things about discipline. They were all about self-discipline. The John and Charles mm-hmm. Wesley, the two brothers that founded this faith, but they kept they were so self-disciplined that people would make jokes about them and call them. Oh, look, those Methodists! They got a method for everything they got to do. So the name kind of kept hanging on. So they, okay, we became Methodists. That's what they began calling themselves because everybody else did. And then I remembered. Uh, uh, so we're supposed to be very big on self-discipline, but I think I think most of the time we act like um, as long as we got a covered dish, we're going to get into heaven, right? But yeah. I remember yeah. my uncle, when he married a woman that's Baptist, he goes, man, they never quit. They go all day. And then I'd forgotten about that until I saw on a, uh, the Bernie Mac show when he goes to church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, all all day, and and we were like, and they feed you too, like you eat there too. It's crazy. Oh well, I, mean, that's I don't good. know how it is now, but that's how it was when I was a little girl. But yeah, like they ate there. It was an all day thing. In fact, <laughs> I was with a guy one time. Um, took him to my niece's church. She was getting, um, I think she was getting baptized or something. It was a big ordeal, and oh, this church, it was in Baltimore, and people, there were so many people there, and oh, it was beautiful, the service was beautiful, but it just went on and on and on, and the the guy I was with was like, is this over soon? Is this, (laughs) he kept asking, is this going to be over soon? (laughs) But that's anybody's guess, but I'll tell you, it won't be soon, (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Oh, all right, but so back so, to your story. Uh, so 
You would get okay. You would get sent to church. We would get sent to church, and when I was in church, I would cry, you know. And I never knew until I got older why I was crying. Like people would say, "Why is she crying?" I mean, the tears would be pouring down my face. And I realized when I got older, it's because I love God so much. Now, when I say that, people think, oh, my God, she's perfect. No, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I'm a human being. Um, You know, I fail God sometimes. But um, I I just love him so much. And I want to do the things that, that, that Christ, you know, taught us to do and wants us to do, you know, for God. And mm-hmm. I try to do that, but, yeah, sometimes I fail because I'm not perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll tell somebody off at the bank or something, you know. I am not <laughs> perfect, but, <laughs> you know, um, I'm an African-American woman, so I am tough. But, um, yeah, uh, it, it's just, it, it's, like I said, my life was, was kind of hard growing up. And my whole thing for writing the book is I don't want people to be victims. You know, if you get that victim mentality, you you become stuck, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and when you're stuck, you can't go forward in your life, you know. And I'm here to tell people, God wants you to go forward. Yes, things are going to happen. You know, um, you're going to fail. You know, you're going to be hurt. You're going to be, you know, you're going to have sorrow. But you have to learn to give it to him, you know, give it to God. Mm -hmm. You know, there's times in my life where I'm thinking, oh, my God, I can't take much more stress. And then I think I'm just going to give it to God. And Mm -hmm. in that second my, my my worries are gone. My sorrow is gone. My my anger is gone. I mean, I used to, like I said, I'm African-American, and I'm a tough woman. Like, you could punch me in the face, and I'll get up and, 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 and rip your head off, you know? <laughs> but I learned, you know what I'm saying? But I learned, you know, to control that anger. I was, I was angry about a lot of things. But I realized I have and had and have more blessings than I ever had sorrow and pain, ever, you know. Um, and, and you have to think, oh, okay, well, is she wealthy? You know, how, how much blessings does she have? Well, I have my sight, you know. Mm-hmm. The things that we take for granted, you know. I have my sight. I'm, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm 58 years old. I'm not on any medication. I'm very healthy. You know, I work at that. But it's because of the grace of God, whether I worked on it or not. You have to believe that. You have to know that. You, mm-hmm. You're not in this by yourself. You have to answer to God. You have to look to God. You have to call on God. These are the things you have to do. And, and does that mean you have to be a holy roller? No. No. I hardly go to church. I'm going to church now. I'm not saying that's a good thing. It's not a good thing. But with COVID and everything, and, and, and to be perfectly honest, I haven't really found a church that I really like and can connect to. I've been to churches. I, I'm not judging them. I'm saying there's a lot of churches out there that think that 
only perfect people should be there. And and that's not the way churches are supposed to be, in my humble opinion, you know. So, you yeah, know, I go to just, church, my daughter, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's just made me think, and, and I thought of this while ago when you were talking about, you said, I'm, of course, I'm not perfect, all this. But, you know, I, I remember once, uh, it's, the um, it was either Dear Abby or Dear Anne, you know, they were sisters. But one of them, I remember years ago, and the advice they gave in an answer, and this is one of their most famous responses uh, to people talking about how some people in their church they thought didn't act as they thought they should. Yeah. And even though, yeah. even though the dear Abby and Dear they were Jewish. Yeah, and they said, uh, they said, well, isn't it supposed to? I think it's really more of a. What you, or something like, what do you think it is? Uh, a museum for saints or a hospital for sinners? Exactly. You know, <laughs> I've been to churches, and then you see the people out in public, and they won't even say hi to you. Really? I, I, mean, <laughs> I just seen you. I was just worshiping with you, you know, half yeah. an hour ago, and now you don't know me? Okay. Um, <laughs> I've been to churches where um, I go, and not saying that the people are racist, but I'm in a pew by myself, and everybody was behind me, and I'm thinking, okay, somebody could sit near me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh, <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know. I, it, it's just it's just very odd. And if you ever seen the movie um, Machine Gun Preacher, he opened up his own church because he was, he was sick of all of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and because. It seems like churches today, they just want perfect people. I, I don't know. That I could be wrong, but that's what that's the vibe I get, you know. And then there's churches that are very, you know, um, dead. You know, I, I'm falling asleep while he's giving his message. That ain't good, you know. <laughs> I know. My husband's like, it's not about that. Okay, yeah, it's not about that, but I want to feel something still. <laughs> you do it's like i told uh i know it's like i don't want to have to just get all that my good feeling preaching from watching those good looking guys on grant chester have you ever seen that show no no i gotta check it out <laughs> my husband because it was it comes on pbs it's a british show and i think it takes oh, okay. place around the 1940s i remember my husband saying oh grant chester comes on uh, do, do you do you watch that? I said, Grant Chester, Grant Chester. Is that the one about the priest in the 40s? And one of them is like real tall and, and uh, real cut, and he's usually out working in the garden behind the church with his shirt off? Yeah. Never heard of it. So, <laughs> Oh, and the other preacher uh, has a motorcycle. He comes in a leather jacket. Never heard of it. He looks at me like, mm-hmm. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just the way it is. And and it might be only me, but um, I don't know. That's the way I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and people want to feel like they're not being judged. Look, I'm a minister with Universal Life Church. I did a wedding Sunday. Well, that was yesterday, uh, two weeks ago. And I, don't, I never want people to feel nervous around me, you know. Right, and, uh, right. Yeah, never. In fact, one, I think the other one, two weeks ago, after I left the wedding, I stopped by TJ Maxx on the way home and still had on every, the whole garb. And the girl says, okay. When she bagged up my stuff, she says, okay, well, have a nice day. And she looked at me, she goes, or I should say, have a blessed day. <laughs> well, are oh, they goodness. all? I thought she was so yeah, adorable, right. you know. Yeah. 
Well, um, I a lot of people don't know this about me, but um, I wanted to be a nun when I was little, and I went to. Um, that's in uh, my second volume book, A Letter to God. But um, there are seven volumes. One got published. I'm working on volume two, just for your listeners who don't know. But um, I wanted to be a nun, so I went to a priest and I asked him, um, you know, what would I have to do, you know? And um, I, I was just one of those kids that, you know, very wise and very beyond my my years. And one day I just got up and I said, you know what? I want to I want to give back to God. I want to help God, you know? And I said this to myself. And I put my coat on and I went around the corner and I went to this Catholic church that was around the corner and I asked him, you know, what would I have to do? And he told me um that I would have to um give myself to God and I said, okay, well, what does that mean, you know, give myself to God? And he said, um, well, you, you know, you, you couldn't get married. You, you couldn't have children. You would belong to God. And I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. Here I wanted like 15 children. I wanted a white picket mm-hmm. fence. I wanted, you know, to bake cookies. And I'm thinking, oh, well, sorry, God, but I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do that. You know, (laughs) that was the end of that uh, dream. But um, the fact still remains, and and like the priest said, you can still love God and do right by him and, and, um, you know, receive his his joy and his blessings and his mercy and his grace, and and that, that would be your reward, you know, in this world or the next. You know, and um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to try my best to do that. You know, now, have I failed again? Yes. You know, um, I'm I'm not perfect, but I do try to help people when I can help people and, you know, do right by people. And, um, you know, I just, I just, I just, I think the choices you make um, really control what your life is going to be you know um I just I'm a firm believer in that so um I was with a guy and he said to me um one time I was with him for a few years but he said um well being with you is like being with a nun (laughs) oh no wow that's you know, I, I I don't know what you meant by that because I'm pretty fun. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, I don't I I don't know what he meant by that. But in actuality, I really do. You know, because if someone did him a favor, you know, um, I would I'd want to write them a letter and thank them. And you know, it's not that I'm a prude or anything, but I would want to write them a letter and thank them, or you know, maybe send them some some flowers or bake them a cake or something. And he'd be like, no, I'm not doing that, you know. So, and I'm not saying he's wrong or right. What I'm saying is is that I want to live my life a certain way, you know. And because I, I, I'm the only one that that is to blame if I don't do the right thing, you know. Um, 
my mother wasn't a good mother, still took care of her. What what type of person would I be if I hadn't, you know? Um, mm-hmm. My father wasn't a good father, but I tried to help him whenever I could, you know, um, because I always want to do the right thing. Because, listen, we all have a story, you know? And the question is, how do you want your story to be? Now, again, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to make mistakes, you know? Um, I, that's that's going to happen. You know why? Because I'm human, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our nature is to make mistakes and, and fail and, and you know, sin, you know? that That is our nature. And mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a priest or you're a nun or, or you're the holiest person on the planet. It's our nature. But what I can control, we can't control that, but what I can control are my actions, mm-hmm. you know? So I try, I try to do that, you know, on a daily basis. And, and I, ask God, I ask God for his help because it's not easy, you know? It's not oh, easy. No. no. Not at all. Not at all. I'm going to stop just a moment. I need to uh, play a little, play a little something, and uh, okay, a little spot. And did I, did I hear dogs earlier at your house? Yes, my 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 little dog. When she's sleeping and someone walks in the room, she goes nuts, and then <laughs> it's almost like she was woken up. But yeah, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's my dogs that are that are that are fussing out. But oh. anyway, I got a couple of messages, and and when you listen to this, of course you can also get up and get some water. But when you listen to this, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about right here. I mean, the world okay. has gone crazy, right? I mean, this whole pandemic. I, I I don't even know if I'm coming or going anymore. You know what I mean? But the one thing during the pandemic that I found out, right? That was a good thing was the Madame Paris Salon. I made this podcast, right? When you hear her laughing, all you want to do is laugh, right? When her dog's barking in the background and she's talking to the dog, I'm like, she's going to an interview, and I'm like, this podcast is the best podcast I've ever heard before. You know what I mean? Well, that was very sweet of him to say that. So now you see I've got a reputation <laughs> for that. Well, one more. <laughs> That's what I thought. Wait, her dog's barking and not mine. I, now I feel like I need to one-up. Okay. First, I also <laughs> want to say, got a sponsor this week, uh, Living for the Cinnamon. I love to promote other radio shows and podcasts because there's room enough for all of us. You can listen to all of us anytime, wrote. I listen to podcasts when I'm driving, when I'm cleaning the house, whatever. And this one's called Living for the Cinema. Uh, Living for the Cinema, uh, the host is Jeff Gershon. He, he describes himself on the website as a cinema enthusiast of all genres, passionate about discussing movies, directors, actors, composers, soundtracks, and cinematography from current movies, and movies from the last 50 years. Um, so it's like the little short movie reviews. They're all, you know, they're usually about 10, 15 minutes, little, little nice little bite-sized chunks. And I don't know about you, China, but I like some new movies. But I, there's a lot of old movies I like, too. And, like, some of his oh, were... Um, I love old movies. 
Yeah, you never, you know, it doesn't. It, they don't expire. If it's a good movie, it's a good no. movie. And on uh, just no. looking at the uh, list of his recent ones, because they these drop. He said, "Oh, when did they drop? I think on Tuesday and Fridays." Um, there's of course Dune and some of the new things, but also uh, Ruthless People that had Danny DeVito and Bette Midler, and then the new. I'm not sure uh, if I've seen that one. <gasps> oh, it's good. Good. You, well, yeah. you, and Danny DeVito. And Bette Miller, you oh, know they're going to be awesome. funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's got, uh, let's see, Halloween Kills, No Time to Die. But then he's also got some of the old, uh, let's see, um, oh, Swingers, the 1996 Swingers uh, from Russia with Love, 1963, Legally Blonde from 2001. So, yes, yeah, so I will oh, be sharing nice. the link. Oh, you like that, Lucy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> You can't think of bend and snap without that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I used but, to, uh, and Costello was my favorite. Oh, I used to love them. Oh, Abbott and Costello. They are a riot. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite Abbott and Costello movie? Um, I kind of really liked the Halloween ones when they were like they were ghosts yes. and oh, they were I mean, my the favorite. Mummy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. they're great. So I'll yeah. be sharing the link for livingforthecinema.com um, on all of my social media so you can check that out and listen to it. And he does a great show. Okay, now back to China Myers. I'm so thrilled to have you here. In Madame Perry Salon. So, can you just give us before we get on to your next two uh, book projects? Can you just give us a little thumbnail description of what A Letter to God is about for people? Okay, um, it it takes me from when I was ten years old until I'm eighteen years old. Now, it starts out um, I'm ten years old, and my mother comes to me. And she tells me that I'm going to Africa. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) And she said, yes, you're going to go to Africa with your older sister because she won a scholarship to study abroad. And I don't want her to go by herself. And I'm going to need you to go with her. Can you do that for me? And I said, of course, I can. I can do that. Now, my mother knew I was mature and, um, you know, pretty good kid. I mean, I cursed a lot, so. <laughs> but, so much fun, for fun when you're a kid. <laughs> for the most part, I was pretty good. So um, I was shocked, but I said, you know, okay. And um, we um, got on a plane and we went and we, we ended up, she was actually going to be studying archaeology, and um, that is digging up bones and all kinds of stuff like that. So um, we were in Egypt. That's where her school was. And at the time, we were staying in a hotel, I, I guess, until she got on campus. I really am not sure about that, but I know we were staying in a hotel, and we were seeing the sites and everything, and I had heard later that she didn't like the the, um, archaeology because it was a lot of digging up um, uh, bones and dust, and and they have 
sandstorms there. So oh. I heard that she didn't like it. So she changed her major. And um, she um, changed her major, and that, that brought her to Zambia, Africa. So we oh, went to Zambia, and she changed her major to agriculture. So um, I was enrolled in school, and she was in school, and we were living on campus. Well, um, she liked it, and um, we were really close because she was an older sister, so we didn't really know each other that much. Like, she knew me, but I didn't know her that much because she was already kind of out of the house. She was on campus. She was going to college. And so I didn't really know her that well. I knew her. I didn't know her that well. So, you know, when we went, you know, we got close. And I was doing her hair, and, and I was one of those kids that, you know, did, like, beautiful hairstyles and, you know, um, put on makeup for her and all kinds of stuff. And we got really, really close. Well, then she got friends, you know. And it was like <laughs> she wasn't oh, coming yeah. home as much, you know. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, what's going on here? So I was starting to get lonely. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, you know, I'm thinking, okay, this is not fun anymore. So I went to write a letter saying that I'm not having a good time anymore. And, again, I was one of those kids that was very blunt in how I talked. I didn't sugarcoat things. And everybody knew that about me. (laughs) And, I, you know, I was the type of person where, you know, if I didn't like something, I was like, this sucks. I I don't want to be here anymore. You know, and basically that's what I said. So she said, don't write a letter like that. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, do not write. And she got really furious. And I, you know, because I told the whole story. I was like, you know, this sucks. And, um, you know, um, she's going out with her friends. And, um, you know, she's leaving me with people. And, you know, I told the whole deal, Mm -hmm. you know. And she wanted, I guess, to keep it on the down low. So I, you know, um, she told me that, you know, not to say that. And she literally ripped the letter up. Well, I said, well, what do you want me to say? And she said, say that you're having a good time. And that's it. So I said, things are great. Love everybody. Bye. (laughs) That was my letter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that wouldn't alarm anyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People read this letter. They were like, "What?" This, that sounds like a hostage her. message. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and so they were like, "Oh no, this this doesn't sound like her." My mother was like, "Really?" And my sisters were like, "No, that's not her." And so um, my one mm-hmm. sister, who was older, she actually went to her boss and she told her boss because her and her boss were close. She told her boss what was happening, and my sister and my mother were trying to find me, but they couldn't. We weren't on campus, and my sister was nowhere to be found, and neither was I, because I was at a friend's house that my sister left me with, and my sister went with friends to a whole nother island, a whole nother, not island, but country, a whole nother country, mm-hmm. and um, she left me with this friend, and so um, my sister, you know, started putting a search out. She called the police and, and my mother, um, you know, was trying to find me as well. And she was calling the campus. And, um, so, um, 
I was on my knees praying, and, um, you know, I said, please, God, you know, um, I want to go home. I said, I, I, I won't ask you anything for a long time. I just, I just want to go home. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting on the floor, and I'm crying. And all of a sudden, there was a knock at the door. And it was the police and the U.N., and they took me home from there. Oh. Yeah. Yep. So there was one of my prayers that were answered immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I went home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. And so I went home, and um, then a year later, me and my sisters were playing around, and I woke up in a mental institution. <laughs> And Whoa. you have to read the book to find out what happened. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All and right. I had I had no idea how I got there. I had no idea. Mm. But uh yeah, it was uh literally one thing after na- another. And and people tell me um it's almost like the story of Job. Did you ever read the book of Job? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what people tell me, and and I I I think I think yeah, it's not the same story, but it's almost like I was constantly being tested, you know, mm-hmm. and it was so, it was horrific. It was horrific, and it was, it was one thing after another. But really, I got through it all because every time I asked God to help me, you know, and He did. I would feel better about things or it wasn't that, you know, I pretended they never happened. It was that he gave me a peace. He gave, he gave me a, a feeling that, that none of this matters, you know, this life, th- these things, you know, none of it matters and that everything is going to be okay. And, and when I felt that, I, I was, no matter what I was going through, I immediately felt peace, you know. So that is to your listeners, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're going through something right now, don't give up, you know. Mm-hmm. Talk to God. Trust God. Believe in him. Mm-hmm. Follow Jesus because that's what he wants you to do. He wants you... He says it over 300 times in the Bible. It's said over 300 times in the Bible. Follow me. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, I think you're not affected by things. You you know, yeah, you, you're going to, like I said, you're going to feel pain. You're going to feel sorrow. But it doesn't last because he, he'll take it away from you. If yeah. you give it to him, you have to give it to him. You have to pray, you have you have mm-hmm. to believe, you know, and, and for people who don't believe, been proven, you know, scientists, you know, theologians, it, it's been proven that God and Jesus exist, you know, it's been proven. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that you're doing, you know, on just an imaginary thought, you know, or feeling. It's something that's real, you know. Um, Quick story. Um, I remember one time this guy I knew, you know, he 
he said he believed, but saying you believe and really believing, you have to know that that's two different things, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it, if there if there's a snowstorm and I fall down and break my arm, I'm not going to blame God for that broken arm. You, you know what I mean? It, it, mm-hmm. that's, that's the book of Job. When you read the book of Job, no matter what happened to him, he never cursed God, you know. And and that's me. I've never I've never cursed God. I don't believe I don't blame God for things that have happened to me. They happen, you know. Mm-hmm. But this guy, you know, he didn't really believe. He said he he said he did, but I I don't think he really did because you have to put your trust in him. So one time he had you know a business. This guy I'm talking about, and mm-hmm. um, he said, oh, he goes, oh, this is this is going to be terrible. I'm going to lose everything if I don't sell this stuff that he was selling you know he had you know um a flower shop and he said i don't i don't sell these flowers you know you know i spent thousands of dollars here and they're talking about there's going to be a snowstorm and and once there's a snowstorm people don't come out anymore it was valentine's day and i said do you believe in god and he said yeah he goes you know i do i said okay well ask god okay literally not to let it snow until you put your key in your door to lock it and close it for the end of the night. <laughs> he said, oh, you're so crazy. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. He goes, okay. And I said, well, you can do it or you don't have to do it. That's up to you. But I know if I had thousands of dollars that I needed people to come and buy my stuff, I would ask that question. Please don't let it snow, God, until after I close. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He did it, and my hand, to goodness, the first drop of snow started the minute he put his key in the door Girl, to lock it. it. I am not kidding you. I am not kidding you. But you have to believe. You have mm-hmm. to believe. You have to trust him. You have to, you have to obey him because by, by living your life, the way you should live your life, and everybody knows how they should live their life. You should not give into the flesh. You know, there's things you you know you shouldn't be doing. Come on, right. you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know right from wrong. How do we know that? Because we know right from wrong. Just like we know, Jesus gave his life for our sins. We know this. Okay, so if you live your life a certain way, honoring God. And you will be blessed for that. You will be blessed for that. You know, so again, there's no way we can be perfect. It's not in our DNA, but we can try. And, and, and that's what God loved about Job. He loved that he tried, you know, he loved Mm -hmm. that no matter what, he never cursed him. And, and Job lost a lot. Job went Mm -hmm. through a lot. Yeah, friend, that's the second time I've heard somebody talk about Job today. And one was my friend, Dave really? Nassani, who's called the caregiver's caregiver. Um, 
because he talks uh, because he became a caregiver to his wife after she had a stroke, and he speaks all over the world. And this was something I saw today popped up on YouTube, and it's like Dave Nassani speaks to the London Stock Exchange. So I clicked on it. Apparently, it was just a couple of days ago, and he starts talking about Job. And I thought, okay. And then I wow. had to go walk a dog, but I thought, yeah, sometimes these messages are coming around the world for uh, a reason, as you well know. Girl, I feel like you're getting ready to pass the plate and happy stand up and sing now. <laughs> But, but I don't want to give everything away So because we only have a little bit of time. And I'm so happy to have you, but I also want to make sure that while we've got a couple of minutes left, that you tell people about the next two uh, projects you have going on. I think one book okay. is finished and has an agent going, selling it. Yes. Um, well, A Letter to God, Volume 1, published. You can find that on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. But Amazon, you could find it in ebook. And paperback, because sometimes people are old school and they want to hold a book. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you, yeah. you can hold, you can get a paperback book at Amazon and also ebook. But um, you can also go to LinkedIn, and it's I'm under China, just China, and my website is there. You can write me a letter if you want, um, communicate and and tell me what you think of of the book, mm-hmm. and also. Um, my other book is going to be coming out soon because I am a self-taught nutritionist. I've been doing it for 20-some years, um, 23 to be exact. Um, I had some, um, real quick, I had some digestive issues, and I started to learn about what was happening with my body, and I started to do all kinds of research and learned that, you know, um, your immune system is 70% of your digestive system, and I learned all these things. And um, so I wrote a book about natural COVID-19 prevention, okay? Now, there's, there's so much informative information in there. I have a literary agent, and it's going to be published soon, but I will definitely um, share that on LinkedIn and on my website when that, when that gets published. But it's called Natural COVID-19 Prevention. Now, there's all kinds of little things you can do. Like, um, for example, um, if you um, are around someone who smokes, you might be allergic to smoke. So your nose might be running, and you might think you have the flu or a cold, but you actually don't. You're allergic to this um, smoke, and there's things you can do to get rid of that naturally. Rub some Vicks on your chest, put a hot compress on your forehead. Um, Also, I was a licensed massage therapist. There are pressure points in your feet that control major organs and body parts. So if you're stepping on a cold floor, you are going to feel like you have a cold. Your nose is going to be running. Your sinuses, you're going to feel like you're discombobulated. You're, you're going to have a headache from your sinuses swelling up because your, your feet touch that cold floor. So, again, you don't have the flu. You don't have a cold. Your pressure points were affected by you walking on that cold floor. So you just put a hot compress, little Vicks on your chest, and the story. But there's lots of stuff. You know, um, there's people out here, that, out there that have GERD, you know, which is a gastrointestinal, um, you know, acid. And that acid starts in your stomach and intestines. And then what happens is it leaks into your bloodstream, and then you get you know, all kinds of autoimmune diseases. People are like, why do I have this autoimmune disease, you know? Well, it's because you have all this acid pumping in your body. 
And what happens with autoimmune diseases is you get one and then you get another one and then you get another one and then you get another one. But mm-hmm. I, I don't want to tell the whole book, but there's a lot of helpful information on it. And um, I will post when that's going to be, you know, published. All right. Okay. And so we're going to, I'm going to make sure that I share the social media for uh, website and social media handles for China Myers on all of my social media, not only for Madam Perry's salon, but also on my personal social media so that you can, um, so you can get these books. You can find out more about China. And also tomorrow night, Jennifer DeVoe Muse is supposed to be here on the show. And oh my goodness. I know, I know. Awesome. Am I the luckiest girl or what? Awesome. I'm oh, the luckiest. Man, she is so awesome. Oh, she is. The thing is, yeah, and the same thing is like as soon as I text uh, her or, or, or uh, while I was listening and on LinkedIn, I started talking to her about, oh, the bands that they were, she was talking about, you know, and all like, Granny's got a gun and whatever. Uh-huh. Like, like I had known her forever. I know that's how you felt. You know, I know. The right kind of people, that's you just sort of click is. in. Yeah, I know. I know, you know, they're just the salt of the earth, those type of people, you know, because they're real and they're no, can I say it? There's no bullshit, you know, they're just real people. I love real people, you know. I don't care what color you are, what you look like. If you're real, you're my friend because Mm -hmm. I I don't have time for the other stuff, you know. (laughs) I just don't. Life is too short. It is. It is. It really is. And so um, way too short for that. So that is just amazing. And yeah, you know, it's like, you know how hard it is for adults to make friends, especially women, because they they never know, are they, what do they want to be friends with me for? Do they not like me? Whatever. But some people like that, like her and like you, just kind of like automatic. And that's just, it's just wonderful. Yeah. It's just the way yeah. it's meant to be. Well, I wish you, and, and we'll pray I, for the I very best. I just want to say one more thing. You got it. One more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on um, Facebook, Kate. It's K-A-T-E Myers. And you'll see there that I have over 4,000 um, friends, and I'm probably the only person in the country that have over 4,000 friends, and they're literally all my friends. I'm not kidding you. These people I've had literal connections with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is okay. All right. That's what I call a testimony right there. Fat with yeah. my hand up. So Yeah, thank well, you, Jennifer, for having me. I appreciate it. It has been, I want to thank Jennifer DeVoe for this, too, um, and thank you so much for, for coming on here. You will hopefully be back again. You know there's always a place yeah. for you in the genie bottle. Cool. And, and then tomorrow night when Jennifer DeVoe is on, feel free to call and um, say hello to her, too. And I, I just want to say, let's see. I tell you what, what I am going to be on. Uh, same time as you, right at this time. Okay. Tomorrow night. I okay, said, cool. uh, yeah. And so I'm going to close out with a song that, that I co-wrote and it's on my CD, and it expresses one of my life philosophies. And you know what that is? Everybody's got to swim. So everybody moving themselves to each other. Swinging everything you did, you jump and jive and bop and sing, sing.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.